WDBM East Lansing, you are listening to Spartan Red Zone, the student voice of Michigan State football. This is the source for the best analysis, updates, and much more for Spartan football. Welcome into Spartan Red Zone, Episode 3, Season 7. I'm Ryan Collins, alongside Alex McRae, Joe Dandron, Aiden Hunt. We're back, boys. Back. Back. Nice to be. Let's go. Joe Dandron, 40, Let's go. 43 minutes late, but hey, hey better than starting Dude, at 8 Did you o'clock. guys all get here? Did you guys all get here on time? Oh, early. At 7? I, I was on time at 7, yeah. Okay, because I felt super bad, because when I said I was on my way... Yeah, was it, yeah, yeah you course. definitely were not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. We were catching up about summer and stuff. So if you're 43 minutes to the podcast, how late are you going to be to your first class tomorrow? He's not going. It's, <laughs> it's, still, it's still this week. Oh, huh? that, fi- that, <laughs> that 5 o'clock? Oh, I'm not going. Yeah, 5 yeah. o'clock p.m.? I, yeah. Oh, P.U. No, yikes, thank you. Yikes, but yikes. but I, have, I have four classes tomorrow. Last one. Might not make it. Yeah. Uh, shout out to... Michigan State for having a Friday first home game and then they don't cancel classes on like after three o'clock. You're trying to go to class and people are just belligerently drunk. I'm like, yeah, okay. maybe I'm not going to go to class at three on a Friday. I don't think any of the professors are expecting their oh, students. Yeah, yeah, at no, least they, if they are, they really shouldn't. Yes. Yeah, no, I think that's to it's tough class. to do with the first game of the year that day. No. Yeah. Oh man. Friday night uh, opening night is uh, is owned by the Spartan football team. Yeah. Everybody I mean, knows every, that yeah. on campus. Plus, you can't even get to campus because everybody's tailgating anyway. Yeah. Like, everywhere. If there's a, a patch of grass, there's somebody tailgating on there. Yeah. But busy episode today. Preview the Tulsa MSU game. Look around the Big Ten. Classic pickup segment. A little different this week because we want to get our preseason predictions on the record. So, we don't want to be those guys who flip-flop what we actually said at the beginning of the year. So, everything is going to be show. concrete. We're going to go back to this and take our We're not takes. A- Andy Schmuro. West Virginia to the college football playoff last year. Yikes. That was one of the boldest he, he owned takes. it because he yeah, had to. Yeah, yeah, He loved it. Because he had to. He loved saying that every week. Mm. Well, guys, <laughs> West Virginia and the college football playoff. But I digress. We move in to MSU's depth chart today, which came out for the first game. Mark D'Antonio has his weekly press conference. Only really notable news. Cole Chewins out. A.J. Akura in. Weston Bridges moved the wide receiver, which happened during the summer, but it's official now. And Connor Hayward at the starting running pet position. I mean, you guys see anything different or any big takeaways from this depth chart? No, not really. I pretty much exactly what I expected. Nothing too shocking, honestly. I, I, go ahead. Sorry. I think the biggest thing was Tyler Higby coming back from injury way sooner than everybody expected. Yeah. And he will be starting at left guard this uh, this upcoming Friday. Um, it's crazy. I saw a a tweet from Chris Solari earlier today that said since um who was it since conklin the msu has started a different left tackle on opening night every single year which if you count him that's five straight years that there has been a different starting left tackle there has not been consecutive seasons where they had the same one well i i mean cole chewins being out 
obviously, I think he, he had been dealing with stuff, but at the same time, I mean, that's a big loss along the offensive line because you bring back, you, I mean, he was supposed to be a contributor. You had a lot of experience coming back on that line this year. A lot of those guys, every one of those guys put on at least 20, 30 pounds. If you look at their weight differences from last year to this year, all those guys in camp put on the weight that they needed. Um, I mean, they needed to because that was the problem last year, I thought so, is that they never got pushed off the offensive line of scrimmage. Um, they weren't able to run block. They weren't able to really pass block either. Um, not having chew-ins and now throwing AGR Curie into the mix is, you know, I mean, it looks a lot like last year we had all those injuries along the offensive line too. Um, I think Chewins is going to be, they're going to, Obviously, they didn't have him at full strength last year. I believe, yeah, yeah, he and was, he was injured a good portion of last season. Too. So, I think from year to year there might not be a difference. Obviously, because you didn't really have him last year, he had issues. But at the same time, you lose that continuity. You lose a guy who's been in that room, who's been around. Um, and I think that was important this year going in. Something they have a lot of upperclassmen and experience along that offensive line, and losing him hurts that. I mean, I looking at Josh Butler on the opposite side of Josiah Scott, it's a little bit interesting over Shakir Brown and Chris Jackson. I think that I think they'll flip flop a little bit. Blake Buter and Matt Allen both listed as starting centers. That so, surprised me a lot. I thought for sure Matt Allen would have had the, the starting job. Blake Buter down. was good when he played last year. He was he was flat out probably he, he one of the better good, interior it, linemen. Yeah. It was I think it was because of Matt Allen's injury though that he got so much playing time and I think heading into the season it was kind of expected that Matt Allen was going to get that starting position. But uh, I, it, I don't know if it's going to be game time or what is going to yeah. be the deciding factor or if they're going to split snaps. Other than that, I, I mean, punt returner Jalen Naylor, people were excited about that, not to see Brennan Sowers anymore. Sorry, he stunk at it. So he, he, <laughs> he was the worst punt returner I've ever seen throughout my entire life of watching football. Like, I don't understand how he could have been a punt returner on a Division One football team. This even I, includes the high school level? I mean, I, I've seen at least they can, like, not – Go backwards. That's true. Like it feels like every time he was back there, they would just lose an obscene amount of yardage. And I, I think that Naylor is the. I think Naylor really should have been returning kicks last year. Yeah. He I was, mean, obviously he. I mean, hurt. like just like he everybody was, else yeah. on the team. Yes, he was hurt, of course. Um, but at the same time, he has that talent. He's such a speedster. Yeah. He's such a guy that as soon as he gets in the open field, he's really good. I think he's going to be great returning kicks. I think he's their best option. Yeah, and not to not to diss on Sowards too much. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure he's a, you know, he's a very good football player. That doesn't he's mean playing he's good at returning kicks. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm just saying here. Um another thing that I thought was a little interesting was there were only 3 true freshmen even listed on the depth chart and that was Anthony Williams as the fourth running back, uh Julian Barnett as probably the sixth or seventh wide receiver and then uh actually Trey Mosley as well as another another freshman receiver. No uh Devontae Dobbs and on the Do- offensive line. Devontae Dobbs I thought for sure was going to be at least listed on the depth chart, if not starting this game. After the Chewins yeah. news, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that is a little interesting. I completely forgot about Devontae Dobbs. Not really doing my job very well right there. Biggest recruit Michigan what? State's had since Will Golson. But I mean Anthony Williams, is he healthy? I mean, they had all that Big Ten meet uh, when the Big Ten crew went there. He was like in a on a scooter, yeah. so I it, it listed on the depth chart's probably a good sign for his health. But other than that, really looking towards Friday, there's not that much news as they head into Tulsa. As we get into Tulsa, yeah, uh, they also lost Zach Slade. He's out for the yeah, season with yeah. an injury. Knee injury wasn't it ACL? I thought yes, yeah. he injured his knee. Defense um, end, yeah. St. Mary's, yeah. and you. Ha- I mean, you hate to see that, but at the same time. 
it I mean, is they've, the, got, they've got a lot of depth along the defensive line. I don't think it's really going to make an effect. I mean, I'm not sure how much of a contributor he was considered to be going in, you know? Yeah. De- losing the depth guy at a position where you rotate guys as much as the defensive line does hurt a little bit. But I I mean, I think the unit in its, in its entirety is good enough to. With, uh, yeah, with, I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's enough talk on the depth chart because not really a lot of surprises. Michigan State kind of went unscathed other than Slay getting hurt this preseason. But as we go into Tulsa, they faced Tulsa, who went 3-9 and nine last year in the American Conference, led by Coach Philip Montgomery, former Baylor offensive coordinator. I mean, they, they went 3-9, and nine, but it kind of reminded me of Michigan State's 3-9 and nine year. They they not really a 3-9 and nine team. as you, like They weren't horrible. They played tight games against at Texas. And they lost by a point to a USF team who won 10 games. So they're capable of doing some things. Philip Montgomery coming in from Baylor, he was the offensive coordinator during that 2015 Cotton Bowl loss yes. for against Michigan State. The Bryce Petty yeah, comeback. The, the 42-41 yeah. big comeback win for the Spartans. Uh, Baylor transfer Zach Smith is going to be starting at quarterback, I believe, as well. Uh, yes. I don't know if he came over with Montgomery or what the reason was, but there's a lot of Baylor seen in this Tulsa offense. I told everyone here that I'm not going to act like I know a lot about Tulsa. I was trying to, like, buff up on it. But surprisingly, not a lot of people in Oklahoma cover Tulsa. And they they like to focus on the Sooners. But they run an up-tempo RPO offense like Baylor did in 2015. And and it will be a good tune-up again because there's a lot of teams in the Big Ten who might not be as up-tempo, but they run similar passing schemes as Northwestern has been basically been able to pick apart Michigan State the last three times they've played them. I mean, you look at also uh, Utah State last year, first yes. game of the season. Yes, they ran yes. a very high up-tempo offense, and they, they dropped the most points out of anybody last season at all. And yeah. that was just... Jordan Love, Aiden's boy. My boy, yeah. Jordan Love. Yeah. Going first round, right? First round. Put the, put <laughs> the mortgage on it right now. I w- we need to write that down because that, I mean, that's, it's, it's been written down. That's the okay, t- I was I, say, I, I was like, that's one of the more questionable things I've heard. During I, the day. I'm gonna have to die by that take. Like it's been out there for a long time. I need to stick with it. If you I said you're gonna you're gonna have to die by that take, I might have to. Yeah. I oh, mean, I might I might start digging that grave. That, that might be the uh, the the take that finally brings me down is saying that Jordan Love's gonna be a first round quarterback. But all I said takes. it once. I'll say it a hundred more times because I have to. But you you really looked at this game. I, I, McCray, you said you had something about Tulsa because I, I couldn't really find anything statistically that yeah. I thought was interesting. An interesting quote from uh, Tulsa's junior running back, Corey Taylor III. He said, with the offensive line that we have, those guys are great. So 100 yards apiece for Taylor and fellow running back Shamari Brooks. This is from a Detroit Free Press article here by Chase Michelson. But um, he said uh, at least He's Michigan 100... State student Chase Michelson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so 100 yards apiece and at least five yards per carry is pretty reasonable. Last year, Corey Taylor had 178 carries with 846 yards on 4.8 yards a carry, and his teammate Shamari had, hold on, internet's freezing on me here, but uh, had 229 carries for 967 and 4.2 yards a carry. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you guys uh, heard... But Michigan State's run defense was pretty good last year, and they didn't really lose. Might have two first round picks on that. Seven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, They were only statistically behind Clemson in yards per attempt last year at two point six. And Clemson probably had the greatest defensive line maybe in college football history. What was it? Three first round picks on that defensive line, and then another who went in the fourth to the Lions. Yeah. But I mean, even if Michigan State's defense isn't as good as it was last year. In 2017, 
they had a 3.4 yards per carry average. Yeah. So assuming that two running backs who, I mean, had solid years last year in, you know, on a three and nine football team, but to say they're both going to go for a hundred yards and five yards per carry, I think the five yards per carry is even more insane than the hundred yards a piece. Maybe it's expected every other game this season except for this one. Yeah. You're not going to go into East Lansing against the number one rush defense in the country. That's returning eight defensive starters. Yeah. By the way, including the front four uh, with Willikis, the Panashuk brothers, and Raekwon Williams, and expect to get and you know, two hundred plus rushing yards. And you said eight returning. Like the, there's ten guys on this defense who played a majority of last year. Like Xavier Henderson was in the game a lot last year. Antoine Simmons, who's filling in at the star for. Andrew Dowell, yeah, they're mm-hmm. twins. I, who, who cares about what names yeah. which? I'm kidding. Yeah, but, Andrew's uh, the linebacker, yeah, yeah, David's yeah, yeah. The, the safety. Yeah, but Antoine Simmons, and you can make cases at Xavier Henderson and Antoine Simmons could be better than their predecessors. You can make cases they're just athletically more gifted than their predecessors, even though Kari Willis was fantastic. Well, Henderson, Henderson is going to bring a lot of things that Willis didn't because of his size and speed, his ability to play in the box. I, I like what he's going to be able to do on the field. I think he's a better—he might be— Obviously not the leader that Kari Willis was, yeah. not the vocal leader, not the emotional leader that he was, or you know maybe isn't even intelligent as a safety. But I think that he's like a hard hitter. He's a guy who's oh, a speed. He's a playmaker. He's got prototypical like yeah. NFL size, speed, that kind of thing. He he's a very projectable NFL caliber player yeah. potentially. Sits one two oh three yeah. sophomore. Yeah, he and he, you've heard you've always you've heard about him a lot. You've, yeah, he was he, he was a highly all, recruited all, guy. It's not it's he was one of those guys that you hear about in practice. Like who's the one guy who's not playing this year that is going to make an impact? And it, it was Xavier Henderson almost every yeah, time. Yeah, that last was year. everybody always talked about him. And this whole spring and then going into the summer and fall, always ta- Henderson has been a big talking point because the backfield is losing um, Lost Lane and Lost Willis. So, obviously, him and Scott have been both huge talking points for that defensive backfield. And I think they're going to be really good. I think yeah. that Butler is going to do – we're going to perform yeah. at a high level. I mean, he was good before he got hurt last year. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I do think you got to watch out a little bit also. The quarterback coming from Baylor, interesting enough, um, you know, I, I don't know if someone else mentioned that earlier, but Zach Smith, yeah. I mean, he threw for, what, 21 touchdowns and 15 interceptions in Baylor in his time there. Did not know that. Good, good anecdote. And I, yeah. I don't, I don't think that he, I don't think that he uh, is that how is that what that means? Yeah, go. It's yeah, good, good, yeah, enough. good enough. Okay. I he's gonna be. I think he'll be all right. I just don't know if he's good enough to either def, uh, beat that backfield of Michigan State either. Thank God, Michigan State's not the only people playing this week. As we go around the Big Ten, also yeah. I did, wanted to bring this up. What did you guys think about the Miami Florida game? I like that they played. It I didn't have good, cable I, at the I, time, I, so I didn't get to watch it. I watched the highlights. Yeah. I streamed it on my phone. So I, I, had didn't, I didn't have good internet connection. I watched, no a little, I watched I the part of the fourth on my phone. I needed I needed football. There's football on TV, and I, it's like, yeah, I needed yeah, to it's, watch it. You have to. I, I, I look. It, Jaron Williams looked good. He I will looked say, good. Yeah, I will say this. I actually like that idea for like Miami and Florida to play that game every single year, week zero. And I think it's sweet. Because it's a cool atmosphere. It, it like, is. Yeah. It's a great way was, to kick off college football. It was a fun game to watch. I don't – I mean, it's. it was annoying watching the last couple drives and – Neither team looked like they wanted to win the game. Yeah. And that was kind of frustrating. But it was a fun game to watch. You can't really complain about yeah. that game, especially after not having football for we so zero. long. I'll take that game 10 out of 10 times. Week zero is such a tease, though. It but is. Th- thank, thank God we got this week. As we go around the Big Ten, no, not, not a lot of notable games as Ohio State takes on Florida Atlanta. They're about a 27-point favorite. Michigan takes on Tennessee, Middle Tennessee. Hate Middle Tennessee for 
other reasons. Personal but, reasons. Personal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, a lot of cupcakes, and there's a couple of games that we're going to mention on the pick them in a few seconds. But Big Ten, any games that stand out for you guys? Uh, oh, the Mid- Purdue at Nevada. Who scheduled this game? Who thought this was hey, like Malik Henry? Yeah, he's not playing. He got, Wait, what? He got beat out. I thought uh, the guy broke his hand. Did he? he the, last I heard, the starter, he was going to be the starter because the guy broke his hand, but maybe he got beat out again. Lee Henry from last chance U season three, that guy stunk. That guy was maybe oh, like the worst so teammate accurate. of all time. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. He, he was just like not a nice guy. <laughs> he's crazy and he's just a jerk, but he can sling it. How does that like benefit Purdue just going to Reno? just makes no sense to me. That, but, but, hey, uh, a I fun digress. trip out west, I guess. I don't Ryan know. Play, playing the Playing the heat. I guess. I mean, you, Aiden, you see anything or no? Uh, I'm trying to look at my schedule, but the, the my computer is... Okay. It forgot how to work, actually. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I, who's Iowa hosting on, Iowa on Saturday night? Iowa is hosting Miami of Ohio. Yeah, that's the right. The Red Hawks. Um, I don't care who Iowa is playing. If you're playing at Kinnick at night, it's a game worth watching. People I are think. high on Iowa this year. I'm, I'm always high on Iowa. I was surprised that Iowa was ranked 20th, but at the same time, I mean, they could be good. I, I don't, the division, yeah, the division. High on Iowa. I like Iowa's offense. I mean, defense. Sorry, but their offense is questionable. Nate Stanley. I don't think believe he's ever. Nate completed. Stanley's a sneaky Big Ten Player of the Year. In my no I don't. Shot. He he's never no completed shot. over sixty no shot, percent of his passes. Oh yes. No, he can have a huge year. It doesn't matter. He's with the who? Iowa Who's he going to throw to? Doesn't he matter. lost. He lost two first round picks at tight end. It's not even that. It's like C.J. Befford was like they're like was probably the best quarterback they've had there in the last ten years, and he. Didn't put up any number. They don't put yeah. numbers up there. It's like, hey, last year threw for twenty six touchdowns, nearly three thousand yards. He can improve on that. Obviously, he doesn't co- have Hawkinson and he doesn't have Noah Fant, but still, he'll be an- he'll be another year under his belt. I I'm gonna hold be you to that. I'm what gonna was, hold you okay. to that. Hold what was his completion percentage? Okay, there's no way Joe has fifty nine point three percent. Exactly my point. Okay. Hey, it's almost sixty. Okay. <laughs> Usually, this next segment is usually at the end of the show, but dude, like I said earlier, got to get our full season pitch in. But we're gonna go week one pick them today. First one, we're gonna start off with Michigan State, twenty three point home favorite against Tulsa Friday night at seven p.m. against FS One. We'll start with Aiden. I love the pick them. This is my favorite part of the but, show. Yeah, yeah. We, I'm bouncing we over don't here. know. We don't have the music working through my computer yet because I'm just like not the brightest with technology. But we'll see. The music might be playing in the background right now. It's playing in my head right now. It's uh, playing in your head. 23 point favorites. Uh, the Spartans have not scored 23 points in a game since Maryland. Yep. They scored 24, and before then, I don't even know when the last time was. Um, I think that that's way too many points. I like the Spartans to win. I like the Golden Hurricane of Tulsa to cover. So I'm going to pick. Uh, Michigan State 20, Tulsa 10. Joe. I think Michigan State's offense is going to look a lot better starting out. I'm going to take, I mean, I would take Michigan State by 23. I'm going to go Michigan State 35, Tulsa 7. Okay, yeah, just a little score prediction, too. I like that. Didn't even ask for that. Yeah, I, I didn't have someone a score prediction under, ready. Someone said get so. this on the right. You, 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 you got to have the scores ready for oh, yeah, the Michigan forgot, State yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Every single Michigan Fine, State well, game. You didn't say it, though. I did. I said 2010. Yeah, he did. 2010. Oh, no, that's why I, I said it. That's why I said it. Okay. I, I, I agree with uh, with Aiden. I, I think 23 points is way too much for Michigan State's offense to handle. Uh, they never really play that great in the first game of the season either for as nope. long as I can remember. I mean, they'll put up some points if you know they need to trade with uh, Utah State last year, but typically it's always a really close game. So I'm going to go with Tulsa to cover. I'm going to go... 
final Michigan State 27, Tulsa, let's say 14. I think the Friday night game is just like every year, everyone's so excited for Michigan State football. And then the first quarter, you're like, Exactly. And it doesn't matter how good they've always been. I think there was one year they played Connor Cook, like the first play of the game, they scored on a 75-yard touchdown. But other than that, I you're completely right, McCray. I don't like minus 23. I hate, like, that's like yuck to me. It's like, yeah. But I do like the over in this game. It's I think it's 47. I like Michigan, say, 35 to 14. I think they'll... I think it will be close a little bit in the first half, and uh, they'll break away in the second half. But I, I don't see this being any like I don't see it being a game. I, like no. especially w- what happened last year against Utah State. Granted, Utah State was a lot better than what people thought they were, but I I, I think they'll be ready to play for this game. Next game, Utah versus BYU. Is it is this called the Holy War? I think it is. It sounds right. I yeah, mean, ten it makes sense. Ten fifteen on Thursday. Love it. This is a great, great game to start off the year. Classic rivalry. Utah's getting six points. Going to Provo. Going to BYU. So I'll start off with Joe. Joe, what do you think about this game? I don't know a lot. If I'm being completely honest with you, I don't know a lot. Joe was 45 minutes late and prefaced today that, hey, I'm not prepared, guys. <laughs> At least, I, it, you're honest. You're well, right. no, I mean, hey, 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 hey. Come <laughs> on, I'm being honest. I'm not blowing up your spot. I'm just, hey, just saying. BYU. I don't even remember the last time BYU was like kind of good. Who was when that they, guy? T- Mag- Magnum. Magnum. Oh, that they dude. Beat, could, they beat dude uh, Nebraska. Beat they beat State on the, they, yeah. uh, they won a. Didn't they win like two games? That it was like the, Mary? It was they, the first game of the season they beat Nebraska. And then they beat BYU. I mean, and then, then they. BYU. They played for BYU. They yeah. beat Boise State on a Hail Mary, too. That's yep. what. It, they, both of them on Hail Marys, right? They came into, so. hey, came into East what? Lansing, spanked Michigan State. Hey. TOC show. Hey, you know what? I'm preferencing the. Obviously, I'm not prepared. Yeah. What Utah? You, who cares? Reg 14. I'm going to go BYU. BYU? BYU's going to win. I mean, Provo will be electric. That place gets yeah. up. And those Mormons. No, you're right. Those Mormons on their tantrum pop. But uh, what was I going to say? Uh, well, no, they got pop in their uh, calves now. I remember that. Really? That was a story last year. Wow. That's huge. But uh, they have a sweet mascot, too. Their dance team. Oh, there's videos. Are their, oh, that thing is. There's no cougar. It's is lit. The, it, awesome. Th- that video when the mascot's head went off and everyone like acted like it was like the FBI. It was the funniest thing ever. I'll, I'll go to you, McCray Nats. You know, I like this Utah team. Zach Moss is a running back, is electric. I think their defense is going to be really solid. Really I'm, good. I'm really not too sure about their quarterback play, but uh, I'm going to take BYU to cover. Uh, but I think it's going to be a very close game, a very good game. Everybody should watch this game. It'll be on real late at night, so if you want to go to sleep watching a football game, this one may be not the one to watch because it will no, it'll, it'll no. keep you up. Football's but, uh, football. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick BYU to cover Utah wins. I think a lot of people with, with this Utah-BYU game, when I look at Utah, I'll just look at them for that Washington uh, debacle last year in the Pac-12 championship, which was maybe one of the worst football games I've ever watched. So I'm going to take BYU to cover. I think Utah will win this game. But it, I, yeah, like you said, McCray, it's going to be tight. I, I could see it being a field goal game. Maybe BYU scores late and may, maybe onside, see if they can get the ball at the end of the game. But I, I, I don't see Utah losing, but I like BYU to cover. What do you think, Aiden? So in my history, when I pick by myself, I do very well. Yes. And so I got to— Which is you, a coward You coward three move. all picked BYU. I was going to pick Utah anyway. Give me the Utes by two scores, actually. They oh, cover okay. cleanly. That Utah is supposed to be—I mean, they are obviously ranked yeah. 14. They are supposed to be good this year. Yeah, I mean, their defense so, is stacked. I just am, as Tanner Magnum once did, I am throwing a Hail Mary on this yes. one. Yes. <laughs> that was a late addition, late addition to the pick. McCray reminded me that. 
but a game that will take place a couple hours before that, which will be the first game on the ACC network, is uh, Clemson versus Georgia Tech. Clemson is getting is minus 37 against Georgia Tech. Insane. And no more Paul Johnson, no more... Triple option. Yeah, no yeah. more triple option. When that spring game when all they like went out as they were gonna do this triple option and they went out in the shotgun and yeah. everyone started cheering. That sucked. That that, 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 was, awesome. that was stupid. It's like, the, are you kidding me, Paul John? Yeah. You're not put some respect on Paul Johnson's name. They had some solid teams at Georgia Tech. Yeah, like it's Georgia Tech. What yeah. do you expect? Sorry, I. Hey, Jeff Collins, the new coach, Temple, former Temple coach. Hey, Georgia Tech, biggest blowout in college football history. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. What... Back in like 1919 or something like that, they scored 222 points in a game. 222 to nothing or something against like that. a high school or a middle school. It w- it was some school really small college. They actually hired Aquinas. Um, yeah. The entire reason they did it is because um, uh, this this small college hired a um, a professional baseball team to play as their college baseball team to beat Georgia Tech, and they beat them. So then Georgia Tech just said, all right, screw it. We're just full force, full forward ahead. Football historian Alex McRae right there. That was unbelievable. Yeah, that's one of the more. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll that, start. Hey, that triple option. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice. It's nice. I'll start off with you here, McRae. Minus 37, um, Clemson. At, it's at Georgia Tech, isn't it? No, it's at home. It's at Clemson. Yeah, it's I'm at sorry. Clemson. Excuse me. You know, as much as I like uh, Clemson's team, I think they're probably going to make the CFP again. But uh, in honor of the greatest uh, blowout of all time, I'm going to go with Georgia Tech to cover. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. I, I, I'll go next. I, I think 37 is so much for the first it's insane. game. It's insane. I, I understand Georgia Tech is a little barren, and Jeff Collins definitely doesn't have the guys he wants probably up front because, I mean, you're recruit, You're trying to like change a recruiting cycle that was playing in the triple option, and you're probably trying to do spread concepts. It's going to be ugly year one. But I, I 37 is an aggressive amount of points. I understand Trevor Lawrence – uh, Travis Etienne, they they got dudes everywhere. They I know their defense loses a lot, but they're one of those programs where it's plug and play. But thirty seven is too much first week. And ACC Network first game of the first game ever. I I got a feeling it'll be a little fishy to start. Aiden, um, I like thinking about myself, but thirty seven is just too many points. I know it's opening it's opening weekend. I know Trevor Lawrence is the Heisman favorite for most people, which but, I don't get. We'll get in that later. But I also know that. Clemson lost enough players on their defense where they're still going to be absolute dogs on defense. Oh, no, they're going to be nasty. But I think they'll give up enough points where they don't cover. Uh, so I, I'll pick Georgia Tech to cover, but Clemson still to spank them. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, I jo- should clarify. I still pick Clemson to win by I, a landslide, I, I think, just not 37. I, that's not five question. scores. Yeah. Exactly. Joe? I mean, I mean I'm going to go once again. I'm going to have to bet on Clemson covering 37. Okay. I, mean, I, I don't hate it because, I, because you these look spreads at, look so big, but they, they cover them usually. That's, I mean, really, you're looking at the team who went and crushed Alabama. You know, who went and beat – maybe crushed is the wrong word, but they, they, smack, they smacked Alabama yeah. of all teams and all programs. Do you really expect this team to not put 37 up on a Georgia Tech team who's implementing an entirely new system from what they've had? I think that Clemson is going to hold the ball a lot. They've got a stud at running back. They've got a, a star at quarterback who's like twenty years old. Yeah, and I know I yeah they'll 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 put more. They'll win probably forty one ten or something, which is not covering. That's not covering forty eight ten. I'm going with my score prediction on that too. I, but they're I'm, gonna not, I'm not going to do the math. I understand you said they'll cover, but 
we didn't need a store prediction there. That was tough yeah. math. That's Sorry. why we're journalism. <laughs> yeah, major. exactly. Journalism. Exactly. Major. The the amount of unprepar the amount of lack of the lack of preparation today is beyond. Hey, it's, it's just this is <laughs> Joe Dandron. Joe Dandron's got like eight jobs. We're not going to chirp you for not being prepared just for this week. Next game, South. Just Flor- wait till next week. Yeah, you're you're gonna be. You're going to be feeling it next week. But uh, South Florida, plus 13. Wisconsin travels to Tampa. Kind of a weird game. Don't really know why Wisconsin was scheduled this one either. But uh, the fight in Charlie Strong is getting 13 points. I guess Wisconsin, a new quarterback. They just named Cone the starter. They beat out the five-star freshman. What do you think, McCrath? You know, um, man, I, I feel lame just saying I, I expect the games to be close, but I, I want to see close games, so yes. I'm going to pick them. I'm going to pick uh, South Florida to lose this game. I expect uh, Wisconsin say to they still cover. win it, but I still think they'll cover. They're covering? Okay. Yep. Aiden. I, I put him in the, a pickle. The, he was yeah. looking at his phone when I asked him I'm, this. I'm just writing down scores for, for y'all's picks. I think, man, 13. I think that's an, enough points where Jonathan Taylor can run amok on yes. South Florida. And get a couple scores himself. I will say Wisconsin wins by fourteen, okay. so they just barely cover. Okay, I'm gonna say I like South Carolina to cover this game, and this game kind of to be close. South Florida, South Florida. I said that. You said Carolina. You said Carolina. Sorry, Collins. That's tough. Hate to see that. <laughs> so, I was the one to put this game in here too into the dot, but uh, South. I mean, South Florida loses Blake Barnett, but Wisconsin is historically a team that's like. They're not going to blow – 13's a lot for a Friday night home game in Tampa. It's going to be a weird – it's going to be a weird, like, half-full stadium, one of those situations. I think South Florida keeps it close. I, I expect Wisconsin to squeak it out, but I, I like South, South Florida to cover pretty easily here. I'm also going to go South Florida. They can put up points, and I don't think that Wisconsin – I don't think Wisconsin's defense is going to have – this South Florida offense was pretty good last year. I think Wisconsin's offense, too, will be sloppy. Charlie Strong's a really good defensive coach, and you give him a whole, like, basically a whole offseason to prepare for Wisconsin and a yeah. new quarterback. I, I, it's gonna be, I think it'll be sloppy. Wisconsin's you, you, deep – sorry. You don't need Wisconsin to be completely clean. You just need Jonathan Taylor to do his thing. I know. I think that's, yeah, that's enough right. for you. Yeah, right. I mean, the you're simple right. fact that Wisconsin has Jonathan Taylor could mean that they completely eradicate uh, South Florida. But the thing is, is that they've averaged – last year, South Florida averaged 36 points a game early on in the year, the first half of the year, and then that back half, they fell off a little bit. Strong, hired, new coaches – on the offensive line and offensive coordinator, I think that fixes those problems there. I think they'll come out and put up a lot of points. Wisconsin will still win, but I, South Florida will cover. The I, the thing I don't like about week one, and this is also with uh, pro football I have a problem with, there's like too many games not on Saturday. Yeah, I, like I, yeah. I, I like the Friday night, I like the Thursday and all that stuff. I know there's a lot of college football games, but I, you got to celebrate Saturday. That's personal preference right there. But that game will be a Friday, 7 p.m. on ESPN. Next game... Classic little smart school rivalry right here. Midday matchup. Yeah. yeah. Fox, 4 p.m. on Saturday. Stanford, number 25 in the country. Host Northwestern. Stanford giving up six and a half points. What do you think? Yeah. I, 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 This is a big number, I think. Is that yeah. just me? I, I, You know what? I'm real high on Northwestern, though. I, I feel like that's just all Michigan State people. They just, like, Watch Northwestern once, and you're like, oh, you know what, Fitz? What a coach that guy is. Give me Northwestern. I'm I'm picking Northwestern to win outright. Outright. Okay. I I don't hate that. Hunter Johnson. I they named him the starter, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I I he might be splitting like reps with some other guy, but Hunter Johnson, the transfer from Clemson, 
Tate's over for Clayton Thorson, Northwestern. So I, I, this team's interesting. This team's interesting. Joe, what do you think? Northwestern. Northwestern? Okay. A little bit 10 bias here. I, 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 Maybe. I, I just don't see – Stanford's going to win this game 17 to 10. So I, I, I like Stanford. I just – Northwestern – Big KJ Costello guy, huh? No, I'm not. I, I, I'm not a bit. I'm not a big David Shaw guy, honestly. I, I, I. Stanford's like good. I think they get a little. The Pac-12 is like not hasn't really been historically great no. for their like reign of like dominance. So I, I think Stanford's like one of those programs that's kind of a little bit overrated. But yeah, I like Stanford to cover here. I am picking Northwestern outright, but at the very least, I think they cover. You think they cover? Yeah. I think they cover. I'm I'm high on the Wildcats this year as I am most years, and I think they're they're my pick to spoiler to win the Big Ten West. So I think they're gonna at least cover this game, if not win outright. Okay, well we'll get into that a little bit later, but yeah, this weekend, first weekend, you usually get a couple good games, but I think they took away with that with the Miami Florida game being week zero. You usually get a good Labor Day game, not really this year with Notre Dame and Louisville because Louisville's down. So, but we're gonna head into the best game of the weekend. Exciting matchup here: Oregon versus Auburn in Dallas. Classic uh, Cowboy Classic is that what it's called? Something yeah, like something that. like yeah. that at Jerry's World. Oregon getting three and a half points despite being ranked eleven and Auburn being ranked sixteen. You know the fact that Auburn's gonna be starting a freshman quarterback. Bonex. Gimme, gimme Oregon all day. I. But his name's Bonex. That's pretty cool. It's the most Alabama name you've name. ever heard. No, yeah, but like you're like Bonex. Wow, this guy's a stud. Bonex. I, I, I couldn't tell you one thing about Bonex except his name and it's a cool name. So. I know he won back-to-back state championships with his dad as a high school coach in Alabama. He was the number one recruit. That's pretty crazy. Number yeah. one recruit in the state. I'm pretty sure. But wow. still, uh, give me Oregon. I think Oregon's gonna be a really good team this year. Okay. I, I, I'll, I'll go. I like Oregon too. This week, I, I like Oregon outright. I. I'm not as big on Oregon. I, there's something Pac-12 has got to be better than they have been. It, it's just there's no way there's a third year they're getting left out of the playoff, as I'm kind of foreshadowing to later. But I, I, I just expect the Pac-12 to show up, and they haven't been able to show up in a lot of these games. And I think this is a big test for Mario Cristobal in this program yeah, I, I, in I year think, two. I think the water will kind of find its level with the top the top tier Big Twelve teams getting back to where they were, where you know is like the twenty twelves, the twenty thirteens. Yeah, where Oregon's you know an elite team. I think they can get right back to that. Okay, Joe. Um, I'm gonna go Oregon. Herbert's kind of, I don't know. Herbert's He's a great a- quarterback. I don't like Auburn. I feel no, like they've underwhelmed in recent years. Obviously, they're an every other year team. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, hey, well then this year they. I mean, every last year yeah. they were what seven and said was it seven eight wins? I think they lost five games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so this year they could be you know a one two loss team, but at the same time they also have a freshman quarterback. Oregon does not. So I'm going to pick Oregon. I would pick Auburn outright if it was any less than three and a half. I think Auburn's going to win by a field goal. Auburn, what's it called? Auburn. Is favored. Yes, I think they're going to win by a field. Or, Why did you say outright then? It made no sense. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. I think Auburn's going to cover. Or I think uh, Oregon's going to cover. But, but just, Auburn won okay. by a field goal. Auburn wins by a field goal. By a field okay. Goal. I like Auburn. Oh. I'm high on Auburn. Sneaky. I have two very good friends who go to Auburn, and they would kill me if I picked Oregon in this game uh, to win. So I'll pick Oregon to cover barely. Three points. A field goal is going to separate it, and that's it. So that there's week one. Not like I said, not a lot of great games on the schedule, but now we're getting into the juicy part of the episode, our preseason predictions. I got, we're, I'm gonna start off with a couple Michigan State questions, national questions. There's gonna be a couple different things we discuss here. First, then Michigan State's 
season win totals out. It's over over and under eight. It started out at seven and a half. Do you guys believe Michigan State wins over eight games this year? Give me and I want to know what your win total, where they lose, what I, like just give me what you think Michigan State does this year in the win and loss column. I think uh an, a, a very solid record for Michigan State would be nine and three. Okay. Um I I feel very strongly that they will lose at Northwestern just because they've lost her too much. They've they've lost every single year I've gone to this school, so you might as well just make it four years in a row and call it good. Um, at Ohio State's always tough. I can't imagine they win that one. And then, as much as I hate to say it, at Michigan is a really tough game to win, regardless of you know the scenario. I think it will be a close game. I think those are the three they lose. I think they lose at Northwestern. I think they lose at Michigan, but they win the big games at Wisconsin and with Penn State at home. I am going exactly the same as Alex. I think the only one I might disagree on is they will beat either Wisconsin or Michigan. They won't beat both. Yeah. I think they're going to win one of those games and lose the other, and I think they're going to lose in the horseshoe to Ohio State. I think they're going to lose again to Northwestern. I think it's just going to make sense that that happens. So 9-3 nine, nine and three is my, my prediction. Do you guys all agree that 8 is their floor? Do you see them going under eight wins? Because I, 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 I personally believe they I, don't. I, they they get to eight wins regardless what happens. I, this I think I think a reasonable expectation for this team is nine and three. Anything less than that would be a disappointment. I would, yes, but yes. I think I I could I could see them going. You know, you could seven and five, six and six. If if injuries happen, it's a very you know easy thing to see because Kenny Willickus. Yeah. could re-aggravate his leg. I mean, I don't know yeah. how well a break heals, but I mean, yes. just throwing that out there, you could get an injury with some key guys. I think they I think Michigan State the floor, I mean, you say it's eight it, it, wins. I don't I think that. I mean, I think this team just as easily could only win six or seven. Because really? I mean, you look at last really? year, obviously there was an insane amount of injuries, but at the same time it's also just like, well, okay, we well, you're shuffled the deck with the coaching staff. Is this offense really going to be any better? I hope. That's but a question. Will it? You're right. I don't know. So that's the thing is like I don't really know how much better they can get, but at the same time, with all the with everybody coming back healthy and you Willikis has been working his you know tail. I almost, yeah I was about yeah. to say I was tail say, off yeah his tail Something off yeah um he's been working his tail off all season working with people in his pass rushing moves all these things he's gonna have a great season I'm not really concerned about him but the rest of this team is I mean they what, could win ten games what, but it all what, depends what's on your win total what's your win total I think it's got to be like what do you think they go. I want to say eight wins, but I also could say ten. You know what I'm saying? So uh, no, it's you gotta give hard. me a contract. We gotta do yeah, this yeah, on, the gotta, okay. on the record. Okay. SB on the record. Hey, well, you know what? Because I think he's gonna have really strong quarterback play this year, and every year that D'Antonio does, they're good. Yeah. I think they're gonna win eleven games. Ooh. Ooh. Are you eleven? Okay. So you think that was a collective Bold ooh pick. from all of us? I love it. I don't. I actually don't hate it. Like I read an article by Graham Couch that this Michigan State team is not getting enough credit for how good they're gonna be. In the local media and just yeah. like people are not having because last year kind of started everyone. Yeah. I thought that was actually a really good point because you look at this defense; it's arguably the best defense in the country, yeah. and and it's the offense was so bad last year. And it, and it's arguably one of the best defenses. I know the 2015 defense was I, so good for D'Antonio, but this is arguably possibly the most talented defense. I, okay, maybe not talented, I, but I, one I of the best defenses. I, I'm gonna he's say had. this: I I think this defense has the potential to be better than no fly zone defense. I truly oh, do. Oh, that's a bold take. I, I know, think that, not, that might be one of the best defenses I've seen put out on a football field in I agree. You know, relatively I agree. for what they're playing. I agree for what the depth they had inside and the I mean the secondary play was unbelievable. But I, I you you can they didn't have the I mean Bola was fantastic too. I I just 
I think this defense is just as talented, and I think they're better on the defensive line than they were that year. There, there is, and, and they, I think they have more like NFL prospects on this defense than they did on that one. Yeah, that's probably true. But there, there was a statistic. I don't have the exact number, but in odd years, right, like 2019, it's an odd number. Yes. D'Antonio led teams have a like I, I don't know the exact number, but a very a lot, a lot higher win total than uh, even year teams. Yeah. I forget exactly what it is, but it's a that's it's a great the Giants set. winning the World Series every yeah, even yeah, year yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah, three yeah. years. That's a great six set. years. But I, I'm gonna go with Joe. I think Michigan State gets to ten wins this year. I think they beat someone they probably shouldn't. And I think they either beat Michigan or Ohio State on the road. And I could see them falling to Northwestern. I think they lose one they should they should and they beat someone they shouldn't. I I think they go ten and two. I see loss at Michigan and I see a loss probably at Northwestern like you guys said. But I I, t- I think ten and two would be a successful. Year. And I th- I think because I said eleven wins, I think yeah. that loss is Ohio State. I think that they can beat Michigan at, in Ann Arbor. That would that would be such a successful season for the Stantonio regime if they went ten and two and beat Michigan, yes. or if they went eleven and one and beat Michigan with only a loss at Ohio State. Oh, they would pro- they would probably be in the playoff. I mean, not, close. In, not I mean, they would probably be in Indianapolis. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Oh they, yeah yeah yeah. But. Uh, that, 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 that's State what I, I mean. I think the Big Ten's to beat up on each other. But uh, going into Michigan State a little bit more, what player needs to be talked about more on this Michigan State roster? Start off with you, Aiden. We're starting off with me. Yeah, even oh, though man. you pointed that Joe, because I've started off with Joe a couple of times. That's fair. Um, I really think that the most under-the-radar player, and I think I said this on Twitter today, is probably Xavier Henderson. Yes. I think he's a, the perfect replacement for Kari Willis um, in this MSU defense. But so I want to say him, but at the same time, I think Raekwon Williams is going to have a much bigger year than everybody thinks. I think that Joe Bocci and Kenny Willekes, they're preseason All-American picks, and everybody knows that they're going to be the leaders on this defense. But you've, you got to remember that third defensive captain is Raekwon Williams, and the dude is an absolute tank. He's a beast. He's going to be huge in stopping the run, especially up the middle. And I think that in order to to have that as strong a defense, especially on the run as MSU had last year, that he needs to step up and really have the same kind of year that he did last year, and I think he definitely will. Okay, Joe. Now, now Joe's up. Aiden. I think. Thanks, I think. Thanks. I think. <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, would you say that people are talking a lot about Ladarius Jefferson? No, or you think I it's think, all about Anthony no. Williams? I think they're not talking enough about Ladarius Jefferson. No, exactly. Right. Yeah, I, and I, 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 I think Ladarius Jefferson is the type of guy who could go out week one against Tulsa, get some really good snaps, and establish himself as the guy. I mean, if you watched him in high school, Alex, I know that you did, and he he's an electric player with the ball in his hands. He's a much. I think he's Hayward is a very you know kind of like a more. Would you say a he, power back? He's a straight line runner. Well, I believe yeah. Ladarius is. He can make guys miss. Yes, and I, that's what I like a lot about Jefferson. And I think Jefferson is a guy who's going to have a really big year for this offense and this run game too. Um, I think obviously Anthony Williams is a big talking point, but Jefferson for sure. Okay, I look I, I, when I'm looking at this, I I know this is like he's he's probably being talked about. I don't think enough people are talking about Josiah Stott. And how he no. basically he, only he played five games last year. Yeah. And when he came back, he looked all the part of a first, second, or third round pick in the NFL draft. I think not enough people are talking about that. I don't think enough people are talking about Mike Ponashuk. He's kind of got a The Ponashuk brothers in general are pretty underrated. Yeah, but I mean Jacob Ponashuk losing a little bit of weight, D'Antonio comparing him to Willikis now. That's exciting if you're a Michigan State fan. Mike Ponashuk kind of just I know they don't play the same position on a defensive line, but he gives me kind of like Marcus Rush vibes. Yeah. Like Marcus Rush was just such a solid player. He was a four-year starter and contributed ever since he got on campus, kind of like Ponashuk. 
And I, I think he's going to be a guy, once he leaves Michigan State, people are going to not realize how good of a player he was. Okay. So you guys all had great picks, but there is one player on this team that his comeback is going to be, if he plays the entire season, will be felt throughout the entire team because his, his role is so vital yet underrated, and that's Jake Hartbarger, the punter. Number the, five now this year. Yeah. The fact that he was able to come back for a sixth season, he was a very solid punter for Michigan State. Really and when good. he went down in the, I believe it was the Arizona State game, yep. they never had the same kind of special teams game. Yeah, I, it, you're right. I, I, You're right. That's a really good point. Especially with an offense that was anemic last yes. year. Not having a consistent punter killed them. Oh, there, yeah, there was a couple. There was a couple games you could look at. I mean, t- I mean, Tyler Hunt actually wasn't really that bad. He, for was, that. No, he, he wasn't he went, bad, and then, and then he tore his ACL in practice yeah. somehow. I don't know how that happens. But, but having Hartbarger back, I think, is going to be huge. And I mean, just to look at the value of a very good punter on an on a college football team. Look at Drew Chrisman against Michigan State last year. He yeah. almost single handedly won the game for Ohio he, he State. Did. He put them within their own five four times. It was on and, and within their own six five. Yeah. And then Terry McLaurin was at, like catching pop ups like Willie Mays at inside the five. It was it's spectacular. You're right. Yeah. You're completely right. I love that pitch right there. Last thing inside the Big Ten. Who do you think's in Indy this year? Um, two teams in Indy. Yeah, so uh, I've I've got uh, Northwestern. Uh, I've got Northwestern, and I've got Michigan. Yeah, Northwestern. Michigan finally gets to Indianapolis this year. I, I think so. I think their uh, their route is just so easily set up for them. They have so many returning um, offensive linemen. Minus lose I lose a lot his, on defense. Though. Yeah, they do. They do lose a lot on defense, but they still have Kalik Hudson. They still have Metellus, and they still have um. There's a, a cornerback. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm blanking yeah. No, on his no. Name. What's his uh. David Long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Long, very good player. Um, And uh, so they're returning, while they lose a lot of talent on defense, I still think they're returning a lot. Uh, Their offense is losing only really Karan Higdon and Zach Gentry. I think their wideouts are very solid. I think they're – I hate to be the Michigan slappy, but, you know, Shea Patterson, I think, with this new spread offense can be great. Yes, and they really good receivers, really, really good receivers. DPJ, pro, and Tariq Flack, if healthy, is probably a pro, too. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's, you have, it's a logical thing. It's not some blowhard thing to say. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's like Michigan has Ohio State at home. They've got Notre Dame at home. They've got, Michigan I believe, State. Wisconsin at home. And no, then, at Wisconsin. Oh, it's week at three. Wisconsin. Yeah, yep. sorry. That's their toughest road game. But um, I think the offense that um, – I forget it. The offense. Uh, what's the offensive coordinator's name? Josh Gaddis. Gaddis that, from that, Alabama. Yeah, yeah. That Gaddis is bringing in. I think he can really set up Patterson to succeed in a spread system with three NFL caliber wide receivers. I think it can be a very successful season for the Michigan Wolverines. We haven't talked about my boy yet, Scott Frost at Nebraska in the Big Ten West. I, 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 I Joe's pointing at me right now. Do you got them in? in oh yeah. You do? Dude. Okay. Oh man. Well, gonna, so who it, you got Michigan State and Nebraska in the Big Ten Championship? Game. Well, I mean, I guess if I predict Michigan State to have eleven wins, wouldn't I have to? Yeah, basically. But at the same time, well, if Ohio State had eleven, yeah, yeah. So do you think Ohio? It's Ohio. I think State it'll be Nebraska. Ohio State, Nebraska, because I don't think Michigan can can get over that hump. Yeah, Ryan Day is the coach. Urban Meyer's not. Who cares? You know, whatever. Yeah, a, a big... I, don't, I I don't think that Michigan can get over that hump. I just because I don't really see a ton of things changing with Ohio State at least this year. In a, a couple years, yeah. A big thing for me on Ohio State 
I'm not a field guy. Aiden is struggling right now. Aiden is struggling. Not all right. I'm dying over here trying not to cough into the microphone. So uh, sorry, Alex. Continue. Not high on Justin Fields. Didn't really like what I saw from him at Georgia last year. I mean, he was a solid player, but he didn't look like the guy he was touted to be. But it was it was in limited action. Yeah, he didn't get sure. I mean, yeah, but he wasn't able to beat out Jake Fromm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jake Fromm. Oh man, Jake what, what Jake, Fromm, Jake, the man. what Jake Fromm he has been able to do, he's been able to knock. Yeah, he is, he's, he's been able man. to make. You watch I, I know. That, I know. That's why I'm shocked. Like, oh, he, he wasn't even able to be out at Jake Fromm. Uh, well, yeah, we completely <laughs> lost okay, Alex's okay. point and all this. Well, that was a bad point. Sorry, Jake Alex. Fromm, great player. I, I'm very high on Jake Fromm actually, but I'm just saying everybody went in there expected Fields to be able to beat out Jake Fromm, but Jake Fromm beat out Jake both Jacob Eason. And Fields yep. made them both transfer. Stunned. Both number one recruited uh, quarterbacks, I believe. Eason at Washington this yeah. year, but uh, so you got Nebraska, Ohio State, Aiden. I'm taking a little bit from each of them. I'm taking Northwestern and Ohio State. Okay, I think Re- it, repeat of last year. Yes, I don't think it can be Scott Frost Day every day again this year. Yeah, and East. Nebraska, I'm just I'm not sold yet. I know Martinez is like the yeah you know the man is the man and is like going to be the savior for Nebraska football. Uh, I'm not sold on that yet. I'm not sold on Michigan either. They're r- losing a lot of people on the defensive side of the ball. Kron Higdon was, I think, the anchor of that entire offense last year. Very low key, though. Yes. I know a lot of people see Donovan Peoples Jones or like Nico Collins, but, and I know both those guys are coming back, and Shea Patterson still has a lot of great uh, targets on offense, but I don't. I'm just not sold Hidden, on Michigan yet. Higdon is a big loss. I think H- people don't I think talk. Higdon's a huge loss. You yeah. look at his game against Michigan State, he was the reason they won that game. Yeah, yeah. And I think the fact that Trey Person could not cover anyone. Okay, well, <laughs> so. Um, Sorry, I mean, he was playing opposition, yeah. but. But I'm also, that, I'm also a huge Justin Fields guy, and I'm really high on him. I think he's going to fit very well into the Ohio State system. I think Ryan Day knows his job well enough to, you know, succeed Urban Meyer well. Um, and I just like Ohio State too much not to pick them, especially with all of the shortcomings Michigan's going to have this season. I'm kind of with McCray in the Ohio State camp where I, I just think I it's a pump the brakes kind of thing. Like, you're losing arguably a top-five coach of all time in Urban Meyer. I just think it's going to take some adjusting to. I think Ryan Day's going to be able to fill those shoes fine. It, it, I, I just don't see it being like Bob Suits and Lincoln Ryan. I don't think it's going to be that accelerated timeline for Ohio State. I still think they could be in the midst. And Justin Fields had problems beating out Gunnar Hoke, a transfer from Kentucky. That ESPN named the starting quarterback to Ohio State. Yeah. That would, yeah. I was like, what? Justin Fields lost job? Just kidding. He did. But I, I, I got Nebraska in the Big Ten West. Shocker. I, I, Shocker. I, I'm a huge Scott Frost guy, obviously. He, I mean, once I see him on the sideline, I'm going to be all in. Because that guy literally looks like he can still put the pads on. And I, I, won't, I was tempted to put Illinois on here. Just <laughs> just for Lovey, just for Lovey, and I, his beard, I, yeah. dude, that oh, legendary beard. And then I saw Brandon Peters was their starting quarterback, and I pumped the brakes a little bit. But I, I like, I do, I do like Nebraska. I don't think the hype for them to actually win the Big Ten is an actual real thing. I think it's another year where whoever wins the East is going to win. And I'm, I'm not high on Wisconsin, especially with the crossover games they have to play this year with Michigan and Michigan State. That's brutal. They have it rough this yeah, year. Yeah, so that's brutal. I like Nebraska. And I said I I like Michigan State to get to the Big Ten championship this really? year. Really? Yes. Wow. I, I, I ten and two? I know I said ten and two, but like as I looked at it, I I, I might change my pit to eleven and one. I'm not, I'm gonna be honest. Whoa. I am high on I'm high on Michigan State. I'm changing to eleven one. I'm right Whoa, there. he's doing it. I, I just I think I'm high on Michigan State this the year. The Joe Dandron impact. Yeah. The Joe the, I I'm high on Michigan State this year. I just think it's 
one of those years where it's like Michigan State's all in because they're going to stink the next two years. If you really look down down the line at this roster, it's just like one of those years where everything kind of comes together on this defense, and their offense can't be that horrible. So I, I like Michigan State to come out of the East and win the big time. Hot take. I don't know. May, I sound like a homer right now, and I don't want to sound yeah. like a homer, but yeah, yeah. but hey. I mean, we go to Michigan yeah. State. What, what do you expect? Hey, well, okay, well, I mean, earlier, I remember, I think me and McRae, I was, when we were driving to Chicago for Big Ten Media Days, I was just sitting there. I was like, oh, Michigan's going to win. Michigan State could win five games. Yeah. yeah. But now I think this team, I think this team is kind of coming together. You went from five to 11. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whoa. You're, you're buying into all that, uh, I'm buying that preseason, you know, rainbows and butterflies. Yes, yeah. The hype. I, I always do. Mental gymnastics. You got to do that. You're drinking you're, the Kool Aid. Always drinking. I'm about to say you're drinking the D'Antonio Kool Aid. Yeah. Right yeah. No, no, I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. I just, I'm not as high on Ohio State as everyone else is. And, I the way, like I'm not. I'm never gonna pick Michigan, Michigan until they get over the hump. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Like, you know, like I'm, fair. I'm just never. I'm never gonna do that. I, I you like, know, and I could see them actually. Like they have the talent on that offense, but their defense is like nothing special. Real quick, because uh, Northwestern, Ohio State, and Nebraska were all picked twice among the four of us. Scott Frost, Pat Fitzgerald, and Ryan Day. Each win the Joey Ellis Memorial Frame of the Week. Oh, frame, dude! <laughs> I no, I mean Pat Fitzgerald probably takes it out of them because that guy's all, an absolute. All beast. three of them. It's a three-way tie for the week. Yeah. Those those three. Scott Frost is going to win, win it six more times this year. Pa- Joey Joey Ellis Memorial Powerhouse Frame of the Week. Powerhouse Frame. I mean, yeah, yeah. Frame or of, or Frame of the Week sponsored by Powerhouse. Powerhouse. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk to. We'll we con- 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 no, probably no. not. We'll contact. But, uh, them. We'll yeah, talk to. We'll we talk are. To Moving out of Big Ten country. Let's do a little Heisman prediction. I don't. I'm, I don't really feel strongly about the Heisman. It's such a washed award. Like yeah. it. It really is like irrelevant now. I don't think it's as big of a deal as it used to be. I. I, I don't think that's a hot take either. I. No. I'm actually going to agree with Collins. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the crazy Joe's yeah. giving me a dirty look over here. If anybody thinks it's going to be a non-quarterback, you're insane. Yeah, I mean, especially this year. I think that's the thing it. that might have watered it down: the fact that it's only quarterbacks. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. essentially the Davey O'Brien Award. It was Derek, yeah. Derek Henry was the last running back to win. Yeah, and before him, who was it? Uh, Reggie Bush, Adrian probably. Peterson. Adrian no, Peterson Adrian didn't win. Sam yeah. Bradford won the yeah. Heisman. Oh, that's true. Yeah, not Adrian they, Peterson. Yeah. Huge robbery. That that year was different. Yeah, but Adrian Peterson was never no, a finalist. That was a di- it, was, it was a different year, but Oklahoma, uh, that was the last Oklahoma. Yeah, year but yeah. Oh wait, no, Kyler Murray was the last. Oklahoma. Well, and Baker Mayfield. And I am <laughs> wow. Okay, I will go <laughs> to the grave tough. saying Indomitian Sue should have been. No, Toby Gerhardt. That year no. was hype. It was like Col- it was Colt McCoy, Toby Gerhardt, Indomitian Sue. And Dandridge's leaving the studio. He'll be back. I haven't heard the name Toby Gerhardt in, I think, at least a decade. Toby Gerhardt was a legend at Stanford. I loved watching him at Stanford, but the impact that Adamican Sue had was special. Best defensive player in college football in like 20 years, Best Best defensive player in college football easily since... um, Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson, yeah. Yeah, so... And, uh, I mean, looking at... It's hard to... The Heisman's a wash? I, it's Sorry, wa- no, it's not a wash. It's washed. Like it's like it's it's like not, it doesn't bring the impact it used to. I do think it's I do think it's stupid that a quarterback always like you guys were saying it's pretty much a quarterback only award. But I think it's cool that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's cool that Jonathan Taylor is one of the guys who could win. I think Taylor is. I think Taylor is a good. He's got the best choice. shot. Who's yeah, he's, he's got, got the best so, shot. So give me your predictions I'll of anybody t- in the Big Ten. I, probably. I, yeah. I'm going to go with, I think two. it's a two a year. I think two wins the Heisman mm. this year. And I just, I, I that's just my personal belief. It's going to be a quarterback. And I, Trevor Lawrence has like so much hype going into the season. It's kind of like, 
hard to even imagine what he like he would have to do to win the Heisman. And he's not going to get a lot of opportunities at Clemson and a lot of close games that people don't have their eyeballs. I, I don't know. I just don't see Trevor Lawrence's hype as much as everyone else's this year. But I, I like Tua. What do you got, Matray? You know, I I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I could spitball name out honestly, there. Honestly, I couldn't. I there's I'm looking at the odds right now, and there's not a name out here that I'm I'm looking at, and I'm like, man, yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. Um, I like I I like Trevor Lawrence. I I think he is going to put up insane numbers this year. I think he's going to be great. I think just I, I it's almost a popularity contest at this point. I think it will be it it will be between Tua and Trevor Lawrence. And you know, give me Trevor Lawrence. Okay, I'll do Aiden. You, I'm drinking the Trevor Lawrence Kool Aid hard. Okay, okay. I like Clemson a lot his this year, are... and I like Trevor Lawrence okay, a lot your, too. What are your guys' thoughts on his hair? Because it's bad. People who say it's good isn't he? Look, it's long hair. It's not good long. Hair. The, the thing on There's Twitter, a difference. it looks good on him though. The thing on Twitter Does where it? he looks like the the dog with the really long like ear hair. Have you yeah. seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fan. <laughs> he just I'm looks not, like a, he looks this. like a dog to me. Eric Bach also joined the studio with us right now. He's gonna be doing a lot of play by play for us. Well, he'll get on the mic in a sec. But Joe, who do you who do you got in the Heisman? I mean, I think you. Uh, I like Jonathan Taylor, but I also who? who why can't I remember? He transferred to Oklahoma. Oh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Sneaky pick. It. Sneaky pick. I don't see it. Hey, is Jalen Hurts. Mike on. Can That's someone, my pick. Is Eric's mic on? If not, Probably put not. this. Hop on Aiden's. Hop I'm, on. If, if any running back wins the Heisman this year, I think it's going to be DeAndre Swift. I'd have a hard time believing any other. That's a great call. Running back would it's be a better great than call. Swift. I, I love that. I pick. like Jay from this. Eric, who do you think? Tua. Tua. I like it. Ooh. Like the cut of this guy's jib. First thing he says. That's the Tua. easy pick. No, it's no, not. It's not. Trevor Lawrence is the easy pick. They're both the same favorite for uh, the Heisman. I think yeah. they're plus two fifty or something like that. Yeah. Uh, what is Vegas now? They, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lawrence is plus two seventy five. Okay. okay. I will Iloa say is plus two fifty. I will say, say Lincoln I'll, Lincoln Riley has made two Heisman winners in a row. I don't know if Jalen Hurts has the the quarterback chops that Murray and Baker did. But well, he doesn't I, have I, the arm. I don't think. I, I but, he's got no, a good arm. But they're not, off. Yeah. It's the system. I yeah. think at Oklahoma. Um, Tua though. It's gonna be Tua. It, Tua. Tua. It, yeah. Tua's a sweet name. Also, it's interesting that like, I mean, Baker and Kyler are both like past first guys. So I, I I don't I mean Lincoln Riley's such a good coach he'll probably adapt to Jalen Hurts he's a run, he's a run first quarterback if, if you looked at his time at like Alabama he was ba- he, that's the way he kind of played I'll tell you whose odds are way too high though Adrian Martinez yeah that makes that's no a, sense that's there's a, that's a sucker pick so much right Nebraska there. hype going on right such now. a sucker pick yeah big but Nebraska hey, Scott guy boxer no Nebraska I'm guy. I'm I'm not you don't like Scott Frost I I like Scott Frost I don't like People jumping on the bandwagon this early. They went four and eight last year. It's hey, don't worry. They were Scotty's gonna get them going this season too. It looked so. They bad. started zero and six. Yeah, it was hey, awful. Hey, hey, they went four and two. Finished down the road. <laughs> they, they went. They went I was I was lucky enough to be present for the game in Lincoln when that abysmal offensive showing by the Spartans and the Huskers. I'm sorry. That, yeah, I, I'm. I was sorry lucky enough. Um, so you know. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like the hype. I think they're going to be a lot better. Yeah, they're not going to go to Indy though. Okay, I, we're we're going to speed it up a little bit here. We had a couple things we got to get up. First, we got to get our fourteen playoff. Everyone, we're, we're going to go a little rapid fire. We can kind of discuss after. I'll start with mine. I like Georgia. I like Oregon. I I have to say I like Michigan State because I picked Michigan State to win the bid time. So I like Michigan State. 
And I, I, I like Oklahoma because they don't play anyone this year. I think Oklahoma's going to be undefeated. So You don't have an SEC team? No, I said Georgia. Georgia. So you don't have Clemson? Oh, Kid, you, you, Kid Michigan State off Clemson. I think Clemson's just like a. Oh, I was about to say, you're going to have a, a no, Pac no, 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 12 no, 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 and a Big Ten team in Clemson. your playoff. I mean, Whoa. Clemson doesn't Oof. play anyone either. So Whoa. Clemson doesn't play anyone either. Okay. So that's mine Clemson, Michigan State, Oregon, and Georgia. Uh, give me Clemson. Give me Georgia to beat Alabama. Give me. Give me Michigan. If, if I Michigan. have Michigan winning the Big Ten, I have to have them in there. And then, you know what? Give me Texas. Okay. Oh, stole mine. Sam, Sam Allen, your hype. Real. Hook him. Hook him. Horns down. That's such a gonna, loser move. I was going to shock everyone with Texas. Yeah, no. Eric, who do you got? So you got Texas? I have Clemson, Georgia, Texas, and Alabama. Okay. Because so two SEC teams. I think overall the Big Ten is the, is the league from they're one gonna, to six that is up. more equal. They're yeah. going to beat up on each other. I think the Big Ten champion has – Two losses, maybe. Yeah, I I That's don't fair. doubt that. That's I don't fair. doubt so, that. So, so that doesn't say that the Big Ten champion is going to be any worse than no than Texas, but there's more parity in the Big Ten than the Big Twelve. So Texas goes two and zero against Oklahoma, and then goes to the playoff. In my opinion, I thought for sure I was going to be the only one leaving Alabama out of their playoff, but then you two both started off by yeah. nixing Alabama. So uh, mine is uh, Clemson, Georgia. Oklahoma, Ohio State. Okay. okay. That's that's solid. Okay. Joe, you definitely have Ohio State in your playoff, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, big oh, yeah. Ohio State. Big guy. Ohio State guy Joe over here. <laughs> no, I no, I'm gonna no, no, no. I'm leaving them out. I'm leaving them out. You're leaving them? Okay, let's hear. But but team to watch. LSU. Okay. I love LSU. So Bert, do you have them in the playoff? Oh, get, yeah. out of, get out of here. Okay, right let's that. hear it. Go but, can't, go but they can't play offense. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Yeah. Joe Burrow. Go Tigers. Are you kidding? Well they'll they'll do enough. I think that they're gonna pull it off. And I think that Clemson, and, and, and remind me, obviously preparation, like I said, is very weak today. Yeah. Um. So, LSU is not in the same division as Alabama or Georgia. Which one? No, they are. They're in the West with Bama. Yep. Okay, that's the thing is I think Bama. It's hard to bet against Bama, but I think that LSU can beat Bama and gets the, in. That game is in Tuscaloosa this year. I know. Wait, no. I and I they've got Tua. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. Last year it was in Death Valley because it was the. Yeah, I remember that. It oh was no, the Tua game. It was a horrible offensive showing for LSU. Shockingly, where, 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 where's your fourth pick, Dandron? Okay, so yeah, Clemson, let's get to it. Clemson, Georgia, LSU, and Oklahoma. Like you said, they don't play anybody. They they real they their schedule is the weakest. Okay, Houston's not who they thought they probably were when they scheduled them. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'm gonna amend my statement. Oklahoma and Texas split, but Oklahoma wins the regular season game, and Texas wins the Big Twelve championship to go to the playoff. Okay. I don't. I, I, I feel a, like that Big Twelve assessment. championship game is going to be a play-in game. Yeah, and that's a fair, I, I do. I do. I've, that's a good take. I think Texas and Oklahoma both play each other. In a, yeah. Last year they split the two games, but yeah. Oklahoma won the second game and went to the playoff. Or yeah, went to the playoff. All good predictions right there. Ohio, wait, real quick. Before Ohio State and Alabama only appear once in. All of our picks. I don't. I just. I. I think me and Matre are really low on Ohio State compared to a lot of other people. So that's probably why. I think and I'm more Al- shocked okay, at Alabama. And, that's, okay. I had Alabama. Yeah. That, you, yeah. Eric's Hawk? the only one who had. Yeah. I had Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. Because the committee loves the SEC. That's yeah. They've shown that for that's, years. It's and, probably more likely I'm just trying to be gracious and give every team a play. If and Georgia's going to have a stronger case conference. this year, even if they lose to Alabama, because they've got Notre Dame. 
Yeah. And yeah. the SEC East is going to be a lot better. Florida's got a good win already. And then Clemson yeah. and Georgia yeah, both, Florida are, stench, both appear in all five. I know, but they've got a <laughs> they've got a solid non-conference win. Yeah. Okay, sorry I cut you off in what were you saying? Clemson and Georgia are in all five of our picks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I don't think there's any scenario Clemson doesn't make the playoff. It would have to. I don't know. I don't see a law. I mean, Texas A&M maybe. Yeah. They lose at home against Texas A&M. I don't believe in Kellen Mond. Texas A&M's schedule is maybe the most preposterous that I've ever seen. They mm-hmm. go on the road at Clemson. They have to play Georgia as their crossover SEC game this year. They play Bama. They play LSU. So, I mean, their schedule is a joke. But last thing, last thing we're going to do for preseason, the games you're looking forward to the most. I'll give you, since we're kind of time-strapped, everyone gets one. All right. So don't I, I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna spoil yours because I'm pretty sure I know I know what yours is. But mine is uh, Eric alluded to it earlier. But the Georgia Notre Dame game. Okay, love that game. Mm-hmm. I think it 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 could be one of the better games of the season. I think it should be. I think uh, week two, right? Yeah. I think it's week three. Yeah, week I think three? it's week three. Okay, but the uh, was it two years ago that uh, Georgia went up to Notre Dame? That game was an amazing. Game. That one-handed catch to win the game by yeah. a win? Yeah, that yeah. was sick. I was at that game. It was incredible. Oh, yeah. so, a lot of Georgia fans there, right? I've never seen a team travel so well, especially yeah. to Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah. Really? That's it was wild. unbelievable. Yeah, so I, you know, I'm I'm picking Georgia to win it. I got them in the playoff, but I think it should be a really great game. Aiden? My pick is the Iron Bowl this year. It's okay. at Auburn, and I think that Auburn is going to be the ones who dethrone Alabama Ooh. and take them out of the playoff picture. True. I think the loss to Georgia will be enough it won't be enough to take them out, but I think the loss to Auburn will be. Do you, do you think they? Do you think they? They go undefeated in that Auburn. Auburn beats them and then they lose to Georgia. because yes. it they yeah. Even if they lose, do to they Auburn, play Auburn in the regular or do they play Georgia in no, the regular season? They do not. I think Auburn they lose does to not. Them. No, 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 no. He was no, talking, Alabama. Alabama. Oh does no, not play Georgia. So Auburn does. I I I don't know what game you thought I was gonna pick, but my the game I'm picking is LSU Texas week Ooh. two. I, I think that is such a weird game. We might have to have an honorable where, mention. Though. Where okay, is we'll it? have an honorable. It's in Austin. Ooh. So imagine that tailgating scene with all those Cajuns and all. I mean, Austin's one of the coolest like cities I've ever been to in my entire life, and that I I just think the atmosphere in that game will be really really cool. I think it'll be a statement for Texas to see. I I'm, I hate saying Texas is back and stuff like that. It's so cliche, but it gives them an opportunity to springboard their season. But I, I think LSU Texas is like it's just one of those cool like when the jerseys match up you see that white Clemson jersey with the yellow helmet and uh, the burn orange playing against those that, I think that would be really cool Eric who do you got Well I you had I was you, not expecting to be participating in this podcast so Yeah I, it's um, all right uh, Joe Dandron first. Yeah, Joe. Joe then yeah, I'll yeah, come yeah. back to me. Clemson, You're, you might be more prepared than Joe was, though. Okay. Even, this, yeah. Honestly, Eric. Well, as Eric full well knows, that is more likely true. When I sat down true. in this room, I was expecting to observe, not yeah, participate. Yeah, hey, well, right. I didn't ask you. I, well, I would say that he was we'll here. We'll discuss this here. after the pod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's here. He's here. Whatever. Okay, go, Joe. Sorry. Texas A and M and Clemson. Is, you you like that? Game? I think Clemson. I like it because out. I think that it's. I mean, you look at Clemson's schedule. They, yeah. they play in the ACC. I think it's their best chance of Jimbo. I think it's the best shot that any team has them getting one loss. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, if you look at everything about else, the Syracuse game the week before. Yeah, yeah but, but, but without game day, Dun- the game day hype. Without I thought Dungy, Syracuse could have beat them last year. They should have, and they yeah, yeah, and they, they didn't should, yeah. exactly. So I don't Lawrence think Syracuse is going to beat them mm-hmm. this year either. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I I, mean, I like A and M because you've got Jimbo. Kellen Mond is good, and I I think I, that this I don't team, believe in Kellen Mond, but no, continue. I'm not a Kellen Mond I, guy. I think that I think that A and M. It's tough. You're playing in Clemson. Obviously, that's an insane environment. But I think that this is their best chance of one loss. So I, that's the most interesting game of the season. I think for it me does help that Jimbo's, because of Clemson sorry. being such a lock. Sorry, I kept, I kept on like talking over you there, but uh, <laughs> I think it does help that Jimbo has played in Death Valley like a bunch of times, being at Florida State. I think that does help, but I, I just don't see it there so back to you Bob. what do you think you fi- figured one out yet you know this is how about this is Illinois like no no, no this is so like such a cliche game but it's all right it's all right. but it's it is the the game of reckoning for jim harbaugh is the ohio state game yeah I, I think right yeah people look forward it's to at that home yeah this is his year is that you know urban's gone now you got first year ryan day you know that to me, it's. I mean, considering we don't know what will what that game will look yes, like for you, for what the Big Ten what it East means. means, but I mean, this is the year that everybody. I mean, Michigan for the first time in however long is picked to win the Big Ten. Yep. In the preseason, haven't won the Big Ten in fifteen years. This yep. is year If they don't win it this year, it'll be fifteen years without Michigan winning the Big Ten. Yeah. So that's that's crazy to think about. Two thousand four was the last time. Yep. So, you know. I, to I, me, it, from a national perspective, Jim, the, the Jim Harbaugh hype, if he doesn't win that game yeah. this year. It'll be, I, he'll be a meme forever. It'll just, it'll just be yeah. on Twitter. It'll be like, oh, they hung 63 on you. And yeah. 1A for me is the Red River rivalry. Yep. Wow. Say that okay. 10 times. What was, McCray, what was I, your honorable mention? It's a game we talked about. Wait, Aiden, did you say yours? Yeah, Iron Bowl. Oh, Iron okay, Bowl. Okay. I, I honorable mention, one we talked about a little bit beforehand. One of the, probably it will be the most popular upset pick of the season, but it's Michigan playing Army. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I that's a good one. I, everybody I just want to see what Army does against a team like that. Everybody is going to pick the under when Michigan is favored. I mean, the, the I wonder every, what they're. Every, I, it'll, they'll probably be ten point favorite, something like that, because Army like has a strong case of being the top preseason top. Yeah, they, okay. they got votes. Yeah, I could, I could easily see Army pulling off one of the. I, I mean, I don't a think great it'll be upset. that big. Let's consider there. the Michigan era under Jim Harbaugh, though. Their strength has Being always been teams. has always been the non conference at home. That's true. I mean, so can't yeah. deny that. I think Michigan wins the game by more than people think. Okay. That game. Okay. I thought that, that was that a good start to the season, guys. Good episode right there. We're past an hour. Which I, is I, I, a lot I, of time. I could tell we were getting Aiden's doing a little antsy. So I'd get to half half off appetizers at Applebee's. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. I haven't eaten all that. That's what it is. Okay. So so for Ryan Collins, Alex McRae, Joe Dandron. Aiden Hunt, and special guest Eric Bach, more prepared than Joe Dandron. Thank you for listening to Season 7, Episode 3, Spartan Red Zone. Thank you, guys. You have been listening to Spartan Red Zone, a production of Impact 89FM. For more Michigan State sports news, visit impact89fm.org slash sports.